0: Sports Today Roadshow is brought to you by Fast Stop Markets. Make sure to download the Fast Stop Perks app today on your phone and start earning rewards. We are live from the Murphy Center here on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University where tonight at 7 o'clock we will see Jacksonville State University and Middle Tennessee State University, and it's going to be a lot of fun as we have a great show lined up for you, jam-packed full of great, great stuff. In fact, we're going to kick off the show straight away as we've got Middle Tennessee State men's basketball coach Nick McDevitt joining us here on the show, and boy, it's it is it is way cool that we were able to, to, to get in not just football today, but basketball as well, because as you can hear, basketball season is underway. It's uh, hashtag Not just not just football. Not
1: just, not
2: football.
1: just football. Nick, appreciate you taking yeah. some time with us, man. Um, you know, we're about we're less than two weeks away from conference USA Media Day, which the Main Street Sports Day Roadshow will be on the road yet again for that, going down to Huntsville, so we're pretty excited, but you know, how far into workouts, and and what are you seeing right now, what are you liking right
3: now? Yeah, I really like our team, you know, we were fortunate enough this year to be able to go on a foreign tour in the summer, Uh, we got a chance to go to Italy in uh, August, so uh, because of the, the year for our foreign tour, what the NCAA allows you to do is have 10 additional practices before you go, And so we got a little bit better feel for uh, what we're able to do and things we need to keep getting better at than if we weren't afforded that trip and uh, obviously those practices in the summer. So uh, like our team, uh, we're about four and a half weeks away from opening day. That's uh, for us to be November 6th uh, here against Northern Kentucky. So uh, it's quickly approaching. Our our guys are, are working hard. I like our group. I think we've got. Uh pretty good depth, uh good size. Uh we're big at the five, which is a little bit different than where we've been in the past. DeAndre Dishman uh was a terrific player for us uh over the past several years and uh gave up a little size though inside. But he he had a ton of heart. Uh but for our team this year, we look a little different, particularly at that spot with three guys at six ten, six eleven, um, you know, one of which is about three hundred pounds, another about two fifty, another two thirty. So uh, we've got some size there at the five, particularly. Changes the way you coach, doesn't it? It does a little bit. It, and, and it also can change uh, some of the things you do on both sides of the ball. You know, we, we're able to, I think we'll be able to sub uh, pretty freely between those three because I think they're all ready. Uh, one, obviously, Jared Jones has been in our program for uh, four years now, certainly ready. Uh, but Josh Agundale, a six eleven third 300 pound transfer from Iowa, uh, obviously, been in the Big Ten for three years. Uh, had his best games uh, against Purdue and Zach Eadie. So uh, I like the fact that he can go against the the big guys and and play well. The best big guys. That's right, the best. And and, uh, we've got a true freshman in Chris Luth who's about 6'11", 230, and has really played well. He's in shape, uh, he battles, he's strong, and I think he's going to play some minutes for us, obviously, as a freshman.
1: I want to come back to Chris Luth in just a second, but you talk about, you talked about your Italy trip. They only allow those every four years, Correct. right? Correct. Okay, now, with the transfer portal and with everything else going on, the opportunity to kind of speed up the learning curve, how much more valuable does that make that trip and those practices man i
3: think you hit the nail on the head it's it's a huge point uh and we got lucky with that you know last year uh we weren't able to go on the foreign tour uh but we also we were one of three teams in the country that had uh lost no one to the portal and didn't gain anybody to the portal this year timing is everything everything. this year we're able to go on the trip and uh it was great timing because we have six new players in our program and we've got uh four or five others that their role for this coming year's team is going to be dramatically different than the role they've played in the past. So uh, the timing of it couldn't have happened any better. There were a few more teams this year um, that went on foreign tours than in most years, mainly because of kind of the summers before teams weren't able to because of COVID. And so you've got some teams that haven't been, or some programs, I should say, that may not have been in five or six years because they just weren't able to travel where they wanted to due to COVID restrictions. But uh, it was good for us nonetheless.
1: And, Nick, um, for everything that happened for you in the transfer portal, maybe your biggest get was a guy who went in, and rarely do you see him come back out, but Elias King coming back.
3: Yeah, he's going to be a huge part of our team. Uh, I say huge he's 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 gotten a little bigger I feel like he keeps getting a little bit taller he's he's listed 6'8 he's at least that uh, he's put on some uh, some more muscle I thought he last year's playing most of the time around 212 215 he's about uh, 220 at this point and playing really well obviously just saw that uh, what was perhaps a good decision for some others or a decision that others made might not have been the best one for him given uh what his role is going to be in the situation of our team. And I think we've got a chance to be a really good team and he's going to be a big part of that.
1: I'm curious, Nick, how do the dynamics work there? You know, when a kid comes to you and says, Hey coach, I'm, I'm I'm going to check some other things out and then, you know, coach, um, can (laughs) I come back?
3: (laughs) Well, I I think like anything else, it's, it's kind of a case by case basis. You know, there are some that, um, you know, perhaps it's best for them uh, to look somewhere else. Perhaps they're looking for a role uh, on a team that just isn't likely for them in the following season. And so we want to always be truthful and transparent. You know, there's one thing to be truthful, but also completely openly honest with them and and, and not try to sugarcoat things. Just... um, again, be be open and honest with them. And, uh, you know, I think it's just, again, a case by case basis, there's some guys that it's best for them and others that you just, you know, I don't think you're making a good decision by doing that. Here's what I think you're going to run into what it may look like if you stay in the portal where your opportunities may be. Uh, And for others like have come in. What do you think? Here's what I'm thinking. I'd like to play this about a minute next year. Do you think that's likely? And in some cases, yes, it is. And so they, they stay. And in other cases, I, I maybe, but I don't think so. And then they elect to, to put their name in the portal. And um, obviously, you get that first one for free. And the second one, you have to sit unless you're a grad transfer going forward.
0: Nick McDevitt joining us here on Main Street Sports Today Road, show fueled by Fast Stop Markets and presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint Coach. As we're finding out tonight, In football, last week, this week, going forward, Conference USA looks a lot different. And specifically in your case, where Florida Atlantic, Final Four team, UAB, North Texas, and one other that that went deep in the postseason, Charlotte, 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 won the 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 CBI. CBI. Mm -hmm. So those four teams combined for a grand total of two losses in. (laughs) <laughs> in, in the postseason. In post-season. So two that means two teams didn't lose and they won their tournament. And, and so obviously Conference USA is
3: changing.
1: So did you send them going away gifts? Yeah, that? did. did <laughs> here's yeah, a there's basket. some
3: that we
4: did.
1: And,
3: and yeah. uh, you know, there's some that, uh, you know, there were fun battles. They really were. Yeah. It, it is a new look league. Uh, we lost six teams that have been a part of this league for a while and game four. And out of the newcomers, there's some that have, Uh, been in the same league with us in the past. You think about New Mexico State, Mm -hmm. uh, but you look at Jacksonville State, it's not that's right. It's not them (laughs) as a team, but Ray Harper, who was up at Western Mm -hmm. for a while, will be back in the building. You Uh, just
1: had to bring that name up. He was bringing it up anyway.
3: (laughs) Well, you also think about, uh, I said, Northern Kentucky and our season opener, will have Darren Horn uh, back in the building that was at Western Kentucky for a while as well before he went down to South Carolina. But for sure, uh, to your point, uh, uh, a new look league, but, uh, got some really good basketball teams that are coming into the league. We obviously lost some, some that you mentioned, uh, but uh, you look at what Liberty's done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Mexico state is traditionally being good. And Jason Hooten is a terrific coach. So I think uh, it'll be a tough league. Uh, Steve Watts up at Western Kentucky has got a, a new bunch. They have no returning starters, uh, but he got some big time transfers. Still of, it's still Western. It's still Western. That's right. It's still Western. It's still the boys in red and, uh, you know, we'll, in that those kind of rivalry games, both teams always have to be ready. Nick, you mentioned the big freshman Chris Lou, um,
1: six eleven kid. But he brings a different dynamic offensively because he can take you out to the arc, right?
3: Yeah, he's a he's a pretty skilled young man. He's um Got pretty good range, 15, 17 feet for sure, is getting more consistent from three-point range. He's not as big and thick and bulky as Jared Jones and Josh Agumale, but, again, they, they've all got similar size, so you've got similar targets, if you will, for your guards pick and pick-and-roll situations, uh, lob situations. But you look at Josh, and he's a lefty at 6'11", 300 pounds, and is a load on the block, no pun intended, but he he's, a, a, he's hard to handle down there. Jared Jones is one of the best uh, at getting to and out of screens. He can really move. He, he weighed in at about 252, 253 a couple of days ago at 6'10". And for his mobility, he's so good in and out of picks. And back to Chris, that's where he's really good as well. And now for him, uh, down the road, I think he will become both a pick-and-roll threat but also a pick-and-pop threat as he continues to improve his range. And just For him, it's more about just getting more time in the gym. The thing I like about him, he is a legit 6'11", where you, you're not stretching him from 6'9 and a half and putting down 6'11 on, on a piece of paper. And he's got talent, and he wants to get good. He wants to be good. And I, usually when those things are all in one package, those, those guys usually don't flounder. You know, guys that have some talent, some ability, they've got legit size, and they've got a work ethic because they, they want to get good they usually pan out pretty well for you. And I, I really like uh, his trajectory. You look at where he was in June and see where he is now. Uh, I like how he's coming around. He, he, uh, he's gained 12 pounds of muscle. Uh, we did a mile test about a week and a half ago and at 6'11", 228, 229, he ran a mile in 5'27". And, and uh, to, to be that big and to be able to run that well uh, is is that, that doesn't usually happen in the for the same person. Um, folks
1: will not be used to seeing that kind of size in blue in this building. It's been a while since. I mean, again, Dishman was fantastic to watch, yep. and man, he worked hard. Yeah. But he was, you know, giving up a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be fun to actually see you be able to throw the ball
3: down on the block a little bit. No question. And and Dish could score on that block as well, to your point, at 6'6", 235, right before him, Reggie Scurry. He was a load as well, but also 6'6", 245, maybe 250 at times. Uh, it's been really since um, Brandon Walters, uh, five or six years ago. You think right before him, uh, Sean Jones. Uh, a player of the year here, two big boys, but uh it's it's not typical to have uh three with that kind of size. Usually have one, maybe two, uh, but to be able to get three guys where kind of no matter if somebody's in foul trouble, somebody's a little sick, you got one guy in foul trouble and the other guy's sick to have a third guy <laughs> that can come in there with legitimate size and now you all of a sudden you're not having to move your six, 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 seven, four man to center. Uh, yeah. is, is, will be a, a luxury for us. And, and I would imagine you'll have some, some opportunities
1: to get two of those guys on the floor at the same time. You know, that
3: that's kind of the trick is can you find ways to get both of them out there at the same time that doesn't, for lack of a better way to say it, screw up the other three because they're used to playing one way in a one big four guard, if you will, couple guards in a forward kind of lineup. Versus playing pounded inside. It's like, uh, you know, you're in the fun and gun from the 20 to the 10, and then you go with the, you know, the power Mm. goal line offense when you get down to the goal line. Well, now you kind of are you playing in basketball? Are you playing a way that that fits the other players by putting them both in there?
0: And also not lose something on the defensive side where one of those guys has to guard a pseudo guard that's really a four but he's actually a three and now he's got to be out there on the on the perimeter i think
3: that's the biggest point is if who can they guard and right. that's one of the things that we ask like some guys that will you know particularly in recruiting what position do you think i am well most of the time that's not so much determined by whether you can pass dribble and shoot <laughs> it's who can you guard on the other end you know and, and and it's huge and so if you're going to play the big ball lineup, then to me you've got to know that you can score on the block on the other end because most likely the other <laughs> team's got a guy that can shoot it better on the other end.
0: But he's got to shoot it over 6'11". He does and have to shoot difference. over 6'11". <laughs> so it's
3: it's a little game of chess. Oh, You're right. Man. It's a great Co-
0: question. Coach, you mentioned bringing back some old faces coaching-wise from the opposition, but you brought back a familiar face on your side. Yep. Uh, Reggie Upshaw is back. What's it been like having him in the building? Oh, that's
3: great. Uh, I've known Reggie uh, from afar from when he played in high school. You know, when at that time I was across the mountain over in Asheville, North Carolina at UNC Asheville. So uh, at that point, myself and our staff, we knew who Reggie was. Uh, but also knew, like, you know, if, if, if the guy's at middle and, you know, he was at the Baylor School down in Chattanooga. He's got a little traffic that I don't think he's going to get away from home. You know, he's got a little – lineage and family history here at Middle, so we, we didn't uh, think that he would get to, to, to us. And then uh, as, as things worked out, when I was at Asheville, we actually played Middle Tennessee in the Great Alaskan Shootout when Reggie was still here. And so I had a chance to really compete against him and always admired how he played the game, how he went about his business, talking to the players that were teammates of his when we got here, um you know he, he's got a great reputation and uh, the people here in this town on this campus still love that young man and you can see why uh he's been playing professional basketball for seven years and just decided to transition from playing pro to, to coaching and uh he uh, you know we talked one afternoon and he said you know I, I knew that one day when i quit coaching or excuse me quit playing that i'd like to get into coaching but it you know, it's kind of dawned on me here recently that I don't know a lot about the business of coaching. I think I know ball, but I don't know the inner workings of what the day-to-day job looks like. And I think I want to start learning. And so I'd like to come to some practices. So I said, how many practices are you talking about? You can come to as many as you want, want to. Right? So if you want to come to all of them, we need to sit down and talk a little further. And so uh, he came down to campus and uh, we sat down and kind of uh, worked out some details and we were fortunate enough to hire him and our guys like him. Um, you know, you can see why the fans and his teammates liked him. Uh, he's just really, you could tell he's back home. You really can. I mean, he's comfortable out on that basketball floor, but particularly here in the Murphy Center. It's, you, know, you could tell it's home for him.
1: When we, when that was announced, we talked to Tim Walter, we have him on every week and we wondered how many five on five scrimmages he was going to (laughs) wind up in the middle of. I mean, you probably still can't get that ball out of his hands, I don't
3: guess. He's great, and particularly in the role that he's in, you know, having a ball in his hands and being a guy who's uh, a big part of player development for us Uh, and having two former players, two Reggies, uh, Reggie Scurry, who played for us, Reggie Upshaw, uh, who played for Coach Davis and his staff, and having two former players that. Uh, can share their stories with your current players, to me, is invaluable. And with the success
1: that they have, particularly with Reggie Upshaw, yes, that's that's got to be a plus.
3: No question. He's, he's lived out and done what they want to do, uh, win championships, know get to the NCAA to tournament, be a part of top 25 team, become a professional basketball player. He's not only done it, he did it here. And so to be able to say that, you know, here's how you've got to do it. It's it's possible you can do it, but here's the hard work it takes. Here's what it looks like, and here's also what it doesn't look like. You know, mm-hmm. this this is you go down this path and you ain't gonna make it because I've had teammates or uh, guys in front of me or watched guys at other schools in our league who had all kinds of talent, uh but they didn't make it. And here, in my opinion, says Red Jeffshaw's the why. Uh, here's was why I was able to make it. I mean, somebody, young man who was a a eyelash away from getting to the NBA, played with the the bucks and the Clippers and two different summers and for their summer league teams and just needed a little bit of luck and a crack to get in there. And, uh, but he was close. And again, he's, he's lived out what our guys want to do themselves. Nick McDevitt, the men's basketball
0: coach here at middle Tennessee state. As we come to you from the glass house, Murphy Center on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University. Coach, thanks for taking time with us. We greatly appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, it has been a it's been a, a great start to the show. Could not have asked for Absolutely.
1: better. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, we appreciate you coming up. And, Absolutely, uh, we'll be catching up. Sounds good. All right, thanks.
0: All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll give you the rundown on the road show, fueled by Fast Stop Perks on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back after this. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions.
5: And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients.
0: Call 615-274-8698 today. Coming back in Main Street Sports Today Road Show, fueled by Fast Stop Markets. Do you hear that? I think, we, think we're good now. Oh, picking up something. So, somebody's going out of. I don't know if that's me or. Check, check. Oh, I know it's. We're on the same. Okay. This is... There we go.
1: Technology. Beautiful
0: Beautiful thing thing the works. works. There you go. All right. Now, again, Main Street Sports Today Roadshow, fueled by Fast Stop Markets. Don't forget to download the Fast Stop Perks app. This is Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are in the Mobile Lee Company studio, and it's NASCAR day. Normally it's NASCAR, day, but
1: nine times out of 10, it's is NASCAR day. This is the one day that it's not. It's, it's NASCAR, NASCAR day. NASCAR day was yesterday. Well, Sorry you missed it. Go back and watch.
0: <laughs> Go back and watch it if, if you so desire. But also, we sound like we are NASCAR drivers. <laughs> Glad to have all of our sponsors. I appreciate them so much. And <laughs> now it is time to give you yesterday's results and today's schedule on the rundown
2: this is the rundown it's to you.
0: okay i was waiting on that to pop up i didn't know all right volleyball action yesterday sycamore down cheatham county three to two columbia central a three nothing winner over coffee county forest eliminates cullioca three to two and eagleville wins the district championship three nothing over lady rockets gallatin a three nothing winner over beach middle tennessee christian three good pasture nothing green hill three zero winners over station camp and a three two winner over gallatin john Overson, three nothing over Glencliff lawrence county a three nil winner over Shovelville. loretto wins the district championship with a three nothing win over mount pleasant and outlast Summertown in five to win three to two murfreesboro central magna is a three one winner over community providence christian three dca zero Stone Memorial 3, Watertown 0, Summertown advanced to the finals of that district tournament with a 3-0 win over Collinwood. Girls Soccer Action, Lipscomb Academy was a 1-0 win over Brentwood Academy, Clarksville Northeast Falls to Clarksville 8-0. Franklin Road Academy was a 4-1 winner over Web, Web School Independence, Blank Grace Franklin 4-0, Hillsboro a 9-5 winner over Antioch, Hume Fogg. Downs, Valor Collegiate, 1-0. In Liberty Creek, a 9-0 winner over East Robertson. CPA was 3. Nashville Christian, 1. Rossview, 9-0 over Springfield. Station Camp, 8-1 over Beach. West Creek, 3. Henry County, 2.
1: In Major League Baseball playoff action, the AL wildcard round. Texas, game one at Tampa Bay, knocks off the Rays 4-0. The Minnesota Twins with a couple of home runs from Ross from Royce Lewis. Um, Defeated visiting Toronto three to one. In the NL, Arizona goes to Milwaukee and wins Game One six three. And the Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Miami Marlins four one.
0: All right, today's action: girls soccer. Cheatham County at Clarksville Academy at five, and Clarksville is at Rossview at six.
1: Playoff action: Game Two of Wild Card Play. Bottom of the second on ABC, the Rangers and the Rays are scoreless. Uh, Toronto and Minnesota starts at 338 on ESPN. At 608, it's the Diamondbacks and the Brewers in game two on ESPN2. And at 708, first pitch for Miami at Philadelphia. Also, NCAA football tonight. As we mentioned, Jacksonville State, Middle Tennessee State right over there. 7 o'clock kick. It can be seen on ESPNU and at 8 o'clock on CBS Sports Network.
0: What, what is the tagline? What's the um, hashtag? I've got well, CUSA. Weekday CUSA. Weekday that what, CUSA. That is okay. what myself and Jordan Smith have dubbed it. Oh, okay. It, it rhymes and it works. Okay. Weekday
1: USA continues at 8 o'clock tonight on CBS Sports Network as florida international goes to new mexico state also in mls action tonight it is Nashville sc at orlando city sc so home, seven- t-
0: home teams and soccer are on top don't ask questions i don't know oh
1: that's right
0: <laughs> so
2: Geotas that it, they not- are at
1: geodes you're
2: Oh, They're the only me, man. sport that does that.
1: I
0: Don't I look. Why? I don't know. So it's Orlando
1: City at Nashville SC yes. at 7:30. So if you've got tickets, don't listen to me. <laughs> go ahead, go right ahead and you can go. go. It is actually at Geodis. You're good. 7:30 first touch. That game can be seen on FS1, and it doesn't matter where it is if you're watching it on TV. There but anyway, go. that is your rundown.
0: Top Stories brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly in Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. mo <laughs> it's always a great time when you can go see the folks at the pig and get some fresh hand-cut meats or produce and, of course, lunch options, cobbler. It's all delicious. It really is. And we we love our Piggly Wiggly, no doubt. The big um, pig. The Yeah, the big pig. It's the only pig. So, um, yeah, uh, not yesterday, two days ago, Kirby Smart brought in Mark Richt to a press conference, and they announced a Chick fil A dog bowl charity event, and this. Uh, this this event is to to help you know uh, Parkinson's research, which recently Coach Rick, I believe, was was diagnosed with. Oh wow. Um. His nine-year-old granddaughter Jaden has Crohn's disease, and so they are doing the dog bowl on october 18th in athens that will benefit research for parkinson's and crohn's disease uh, david pollock david green john Stenchcomb are expected to compete in the event um, pretty cool that you know they're bringing him back for this uh the goal for the event it's a bowling thing uh dog bowl i guess um is to raise $750,000 for the Isaacson Center of Neurological Research at, U- at UGA. $500,000 has already been raised through private pledges and they will get the fund up to a million if Kirby Smart has any say so, he said. So this is exciting. It's a great event that will take place and, and cool to see Mark Rick behind the podium at, at, you know, at Georgia once again. But it took less than 24 hours for Kirby Smart to screw it up. Okay. Well, you know, it could have been a great, you know, a a lot going on, and and obviously it's the middle of football season, but this could have been a a story for a while. Mm -hmm. Until yesterday, Kirby Smart makes the comment that every SEC team should be ranked. So now the only thing people are talking about is Kirby Smart's comment.
1: <clears throat> I'm not real sure what one has to do with the other, but...
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying, is it, the fact that it took less than 24 hours for him to make a comment that took all of the attention...
1: Away from the dog Away ball.
0: from the dog bowl, <laughs> that could have gotten a little bit longer legs, maybe. You know, if he just gives you coach speak for a week, instead of a national story now... Well, as, I mean, I, I never I
1: never want to encourage a coach to engage in coach speak. Well, true. But I'm just the saying the timing wasn't great.
0: Timing could have been better
1: because now everybody's looking at Athens and thinking
0: what's going on down there? Are, are, are they are they drinking every day? Like what's going on? Cuz I'm sorry. Every the SEC o- team should the be only run- way- Now 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 wait a minute.
1: This is leading up to Kentucky and the following week,
0: so, I, don't I think they
1: play Vanderbilt the
0: following, oh okay still i am sorry i just i think you're right I, I i don't know the only way every SEC team rank is going to be ranked is if they start ranking hundred and thirty three well yeah, i mean when you <laughs> I, I mean when you say every s e c
1: team should be ranked i mean what what Where? is rank? <laughs> I, I I guess they can be if you
0: Ranked the top they are they yeah. are all ranked as a matter of fact in the c b s sports dot
7: that's
0: where they're ranked, man, I'm sorry, yeah hate it for you uh yeah, it just seems a, a little ridiculous is all I'm saying um, I did not see that, and I'm glad I didn't well uh, so that's kind of you know a situation where georgia. Maybe doing a little damage control.
1: Saturday down south. Kirby Smart isn't buying into what some are calling a down year in the SEC. The Georgia head coach told reporters during his Tuesday press conference that he thinks all 14 SEC programs should be ranked. Smart's comments came in response to a reporter asking for the coach's thoughts about conference teams in the in 23. Smart did not understand the question, and the reporter pointed to Tennessee, Missouri, and Ole Miss. I personally think every SEC team should be ranked, Smart said. I guarantee you there are some teams that don't want to play them when they're ranked. I literally have no idea what you're referencing because every team we play in the SEC is good enough to beat us. And whether they're ranked or not, I could care less. I'm trying to be more physical than them and outscore them, and that's the only thing I'm concerned with, not their ranking.
0: I I, I mean, it's a – you know – I think in context,
1: it's not as bad
0: as it sounds. Maybe. 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 I I think the thing about it for me is that that's just disingenuous. I mean, you know that that's not true. And it's, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's a, here's the thing: is it's, it's kind of coach speak.
1: It is. It is kind of <laughs> coach speak, it, and and you know, it kind of harkens back to the days of Rick Rick Pacino or 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 whoever was at Kentucky extolling the virtues of of Wade Houston and and you know, other such situations as that when you're trying to build up teams that aren't very good
0: yeah and, and and there are some teams in the conference that aren't very good uh, and here's the thing is it is a down year for the SEC mm-hmm. maybe mm. it's also a down year for kind of everybody else except the pack five or two or twelve or I just okay, threw out a
1: okay now here, hold up I, I just pulled up the SEC football standings. okay 10 of the 14 teams are better than 500. Arkansas and Mississippi State are both 2-3. So is South Carolina. Vanderbilt is
2: 2-4.
1: Georgia, Kentucky, and Missouri are all undefeated. I mean, is it a down year for the SEC because Alabama's 4-1, LSU is 3-2? It's the Florida's three and two. Auburn's three and two. Is is that why it's a down? Is it a down year because of who's down?
0: As my, per se? A, a, as as the great philosopher Funnyman would say, it's the struggle wins. Yeah, Auburn's three and two, and they barely lost to Georgia. Who's right. supposed to be the number one team in the country? Alabama got shellacked by Texas and barely beat South Florida. Now Auburn is three and two, Hmm. Uh, but zero and two in the conference. Mississippi State is two and three, but they're zero and three in the the conference. conference. (laughs) So all three losses have come to the conference foes. So I mean, I guess if you but 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 if you look at it as a whole, it just the SEC does not feel. Florida gets drubbed by Utah. Mississippi State barely beat Arizona. Yeah, they beat them. They barely did. Auburn barely beat Cal. Now they had to go out there to do it. And winning on the West Coast is something that SEC teams haven't done very often. So, you know, you give them credit for for getting the win. But, you know, it's the struggle wins against teams that, that are not good. <laughs> and And so that's why, you know, if, if the SEC teams in those scenarios, now obviously Utah's a top 10 team, had to go to Utah. Don't expect to win that game. Now I didn't expect to get drubbed from Florida in year two of Billy Napier with, with your highly touted transfer quarterback coming in, but they did. And that, that had a lot to do with it. Florida State beating LSU the way it did certainly didn't help. I mean, you expect the top SEC teams to, to compete with the top, comp, top teams from other conferences. Now, again, Florida, not a top SEC team. I get that. But you don't expect Georgia to struggle with UT Martin, and they did for an entire half. You don't expect Alabama to struggle with South Florida, and they did for four quarters. So it's, it's again. That's that's the reason people think the SEC is down, and, and I agree. I don't I don't think the SEC is by any means a. I don't think they I don't dumb. think the
1: Southeastern Conference is what we have come to expect Correct. from. Correct. It the is. Southeastern a, it Conference. is a
0: down year in relative to the SEC's expectation
1: and relative to other people's expectations of the SEC. And
0: here's the problem is that people are using this year to justify their arguments from the past decade which held zero water. Zero. Because the SEC was easily the best conference of the last 15 years. And that's maybe 2006, <laughs> wasn't it? Oh was it it was 06 when Florida's Chris Lee beat Ohio State, I believe? I believe so. And started the run. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's been 20 years almost of just pure SEC. And if you go back to Auburn in 04, I mean, who, I don't know that they would have beaten USC with Reggie Bush, probably not. But they didn't get the opportunity. Right. And they did go undefeated and took home the very first People's Championship, which was not. Not awarded again until twenty, what nineteen when, when, when UCF, UCF claimed it. it. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but yeah, that's that's where it's at. That's the problem. Anyway, I, it's still ridiculous to think that all fourteen SEC teams should be ranked. I mean, I, I don't think Liberty, who beat Arkansas last year, is worried about playing Arkansas. They didn't beat them. So
1: that would, I think that would be a mistake on Liberty's part, but okay. Maybe.
4: Maybe. Yeah.
0: Of course, Ole Miss fans don't want to remember that Hugh Freeze beat Arkansas when he couldn't do it at Ole Miss, but took Liberty to the top. There you go. <laughs> Ole Miss fans are still mad about that. Let's take a break, come back on Main Street Sports Today's road show fueled by Fast Stop. That's a, I did a lot of work on this graphic. It, 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 I, did, I did work on this thing. It is, it, it is a lot. But we are live from Murphy Center, and it is Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Y'all come back in just a moment. Zion Christian Academy, ZionEagles.org, or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's ZionEagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions.
5: And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients.
0: Call 615-274-8698 today.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtvj.net. October 4th, 2019, Mike Fulton-Evich threw seven shutout innings and Adam Duvall came off the bench for a two-run seventh-inning home run as the Braves evened the NLDS with a 3-0 Game 2 win over St. Louis. fulton allowed just three hits and struck out seven in the highlight of his 2019 postseason while every Braves starter except Freddie Freeman had a hit off Cardinal starter Jack Flaherty. That was this day in Braves history.
0: Yeah, I was hoping you weren't going to go there, but here we are. What's that? I was hoping you weren't going to go there. Go where? We went to to that.
1: But trust me, if you had seen the other options in Braves history for October fourth, this was the best one. Yeah, but October fourth has not been a good day in
0: Braves history. Ten four. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look. (laughs) Well, I mean, that was good. Yes, but you're right. 2019 and Mike Foltynewicz versus the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. I didn't need those three things together. Again, that
1: was a good day.
0: It was, in fact. Let's not talk about six days from now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Things things got much much worse. Much. (laughs)
2: much worse.
0: Oh, man. We are back on the Main Street Sports today. Roadshow field by a fast stop. And it's time for a little brave slash MLB postseason chatter. Uh, Bob Nightingale. Can I just read this tweet? If you must... Minnesota Twins manager Rocco Baldelli on shortstop Carlos Correa's brilliant play to nail Dante Bichette at the plate in game one. It's a play I think we'll see forever in Twins history. At this point, he's doing it on purpose, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's oh, yeah. hilarious.
1: That's right there with him refusing to say the nickname of the
0: Atlanta Baseball Club. You know, it's pretty genius, though, because how many people see see this and, you know, it's interaction because how many times have we said it? You want to know how many people read your stuff? Make a mistake. Make a mistake. Make a mistake you'll know exactly how many people read your stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. and at this point he makes a mistake every time. <laughs> it's pretty well, and, great. And, well, I mean, and that's the
1: thing. I mean, at, at some point it's not, you know, that's not, that's not his stick. You know, <laughs> uh, that's that's, That's just him. That's the real deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Dante, huh? Dante Bichette. No, pretty. I think I could have probably thrown Dante Bichette out. Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm not sure how great a
1: play it had to be for Carlos Correa to throw Dante Bichette out at this point in
2: time. (laughs) It's like. Bo,
0: on the other hand. It's like the, uh, the, I saw a meme that said Dan Marino said that he would throw for, uh, 6,000 yards and someone said, no, he wouldn't be like
4: 60 years old. <laughs> I mean,
0: exactly. It's, yeah. It's yeah. a little
1: ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Slightly, slightly.
0: Yeah. Oh man. But last night was interesting. I, you know, I, I was texting you as I was watching the, which I had two TVs on last night. I was watching. you had two TVs on during the week. Yeah. I thought that was a Saturday. Night. Well, I got lucky last night, <laughs> I guess. But, uh, I also was up, I slept in the recliner last night with my youngest on my chest so that she would sleep because she's sick and needed to drain. So I've been up a lot. I'm sleepy right now. So today's going to be interesting. Tonight, even more so. But I had two two TVs on last night and was watching the Phillies, Marlins, and the Brewers, diamondbacks and i i know i picked the diamondbacks i was not rooting for the diamondbacks but they certainly lived up to it they put it on them uh bases loaded nobody out down by one bryce terrain at the plate terrain gets hit in the toe takes on his pinky toe was it it was just his toe oh. takes off the first base They review it, come back and say he did not, in fact, get hit. Mm -mm. He grounds, maybe grounds out or flies out. I'm not sure what he did. Mm -hmm. No, he struck out.
6: (laughs) He He struck
0: out. out. Lead-off hitter comes up. uh, What's his name?
4: Um, The...
0: Christian Yellich mm-hmm. hits a shot to shortstop, an absolute bullet. Stabs it, throws the second, double play, they score zero runs. That's the kind
1: of night it was. And then Christian Walker hits a two-run double for a couple of insurance off runs off, off of Devin Williams, yeah. their all-star closer.
0: Who didn't? Who could not throw a
1: strike? And when he he did, it got
7: tattooed.
0: Well, he walked the first two. That's how the first two got on base were via walk. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure he threw two strikes in either at bat. Total. Hmm. And so the Brewers just struggled last night. Uh, Yelich again on a ground ball to I don't even know where it was hit. He gets to second base and rounds second base.
1: And the ball is on him?
0: No, he rounds second base. They throw it to the second baseman who puts a tag on him. What are you doing? The ball's in the infield. Where are you going? I, I, man, it it was like the Brewers forgot how to play baseball.
1: Sounds like, because, I mean, that was one of the things that I told my – thirteen year olds know where the ball is
0: know where the ball is and slide in the second base I don't care yeah you know, what are you
1: doing around in the base well I mean if you don't have to slide that's fine but you don't
0: come on on a ball in the infield it was insane it's like they just forgot what they were doing it was a, it was a tough night and as I said the diamondbacks get a win with their rookie pitcher on the bump and now they've got Zach Gallen going tonight and it's on the road I mean
1: now Milwaukee does have Freddie Peralta going tonight.
0: Okay, so they they, they – all right, well, that's not too bad. We'll take that. But mm-hmm. you feel like you need to win the game that Cor- Corbin Burns starts. Did Burns start last night? Because I wasn't – I didn't get to see the start of the I game. I believe he did. I don't know. know. I didn't get to see he it. Supposed I was just volleyball. To. Well, I know, but he was supposed <laughs> to start. I thought you had it pulled up. I didn't
1: know. No, I, no, I just had uh, today's
0: start. pulled up. Hang on. I can get it pulled up. I think he did. Well, I mean, he was scheduled to start, but I don't –
2: Yes, he did I start. I don't know. Yes,
1: Corbin
0: Burns started. He went um, four innings, gave
1: up five hits, four runs, all earned, two walks, five strikeouts, three homers. So not a great start, but he did start.
0: Philadelphia looked mighty good. 4-1. with uh, and, You know, Jesus Lizardo. Had a pretty good night. I mean, didn't pitch great, but also pitched well enough to win. I mean, that's – that lineup is no joke. It's, it, it's not. It's a very difficult lineup to, to maneuver, and, you know.
1: I don't want to give them too much credit, but, I mean, to not would be disingenuous on our part. I mean, philadelphia has got a heck of a lineup.
0: I mean, Bryce Harper and, was and one for four. Real Mutual, one for four. Boom, one for four. Schwarber, one for four. Uh, they pitched well enough to win. Mm-hmm.
1: But when Philly's got Zach Wheeler going, man, that's not good enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Josh Bell with a couple doubles and a single.
1: I, I like him. I, I love I've Josh Bell. I've always liked him. Yeah, I mean, Think
0: about talk about needing a a backup first baseman that can hit DH. Hello, call the guy. Absolutely. Jorge Soler, however, must have used all his playoff magic in 2021. Had had a runner on, down three to one with an opportunity to tie it up, unable to do so.
1: Well, I mean, if, if he did use all of his postseason magic in 2021, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Now, Unless he comes back.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't mind having him. Nope. Again, tonight, though, Phillies and Marlins, game two. Braxton, Garrett, and Aaron Nola don't feel good about getting to game three if you are the Marlins. But, you know, and it's kind of unfortunate after Luis
1: Arez yeah kind of um, popped off a little bit, saying that his parents weren't coming to Philadelphia, but they would be coming to Atlanta.
0: I thought it was a great quote. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have a little dog in you if you're the underdog, right?
1: I guess. So um, it's bold. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out.
0: We'll see. Yeah, I, and that's kind of you know that's where we're. So where we're at, the Rangers and Rays. Rangers get a four nothing win. They are now tied at the end of the third with Tampa Bay. How are you feeling about your picks right now? Um, yeah. Twins. Twins. Twins are solid. Twins winning. Uh, twins are solid. So there you go. Oh,
1: yeah. uh, there is um, there's a little bit of a local tie if if local is Elizabeth. But, Texas Rangers outfielder Evan Carter was a midseason call up, played his high school ball at Elizabeth up in East Tennessee. so if you at Carter County sports, oh, yeah. I think on Twitter has go. been kind of blowing up over him and his major league exploits, so well, good for him
0: absolutely. absolutely um Max Green gave up a couple solo shots yesterday, well.
1: He he won't have to face that lineup. Well, that was the B team. Oh oh oh, the bomb squad. Which I
0: mean, who hit him? Murphy no. and Pilar, of course, Mister Three Hundred. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, I mean, <laughs> again, he won't have to face that lineup. Yeah, I, it's funny though because the Braves said they're not going to talk. Uh, they're not going to talk about it. Not going to say anything. But it appears that that freed blister. Player said he didn't even look at it, wasn't paying attention to it, didn't, didn't even bother it. So that's good, good news. Good. Huge
1: news. Oh, yeah.
0: So I'll take it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break.
1: Because our next guest is literally. Well,
0: our bed. next guest technically.
1: technically Terry, depends. I assume. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: And then after that, Chip Walters, who is lurking he
1: in is the lurking. shadows,
0: will join us as well. So- Lur- with a fresh haircut, by the way. Uh oh. No? Main Street no, Sports no. Today Roadshow. show by Fast Stop Perks. Back after this. Welcome back in. It is time now for your Daily Titans update, powered by Zen Sports from Terry McCormick. Terry, what's up?
4: That's right. It is the Titan Insider Daily Sports Report update, and it's powered by Zen Sports, which is changing the bonus game for the better. Guys, a couple of old faces back uh, in a familiar place today as Kyle Phillips was back on the practice field. So was Nicholas Petit Ferrer, and so was Peter Skoronski. So Titans starting to get a few bodies back in terms of uh, the guys who've been out and missed some time with some uh, injury issues. Now, if you want the bad side of it, there was no Tierra today, and there was no Traylon Burks again.
1: Not a good sign. I mean, um, let me see. Well- coming off of the performance that you got out of the defensive line to, to not have Thiers Hart, the, the possibility of him not being available against Indianapolis. And again, obviously, um, trailing possibly missing a second game. That's, that's not what you want to hear if you're a Titans fan.
4: Yeah, those are issues, but as we go through the week, I think, uh, you know, Tart has been one that is kind of, been limited in practice uh, several times over the last two or three weeks. If he makes progress, I think you'll see him out there on Sunday. He was listed as questionable last week, and it's still able to give him some snaps. Burks, I'm not so sure that that is trending in the right direction yet with him. I, you know, him not being out there today, uh, let's see what goes on tomorrow. But I think that if, if there's no trailing Burks tomorrow, then uh, that certainly makes him a big, big question mark uh, Sunday in a big district uh, district, like in high schools here, division game.
1: <laughs> That's great. Terry, tell us more about Zen Sports.
4: I will do that. Zen Sports is a new sport event in Tennessee. Revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. With Zen Sports, the rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it too. Earn a whopping 5% cash back welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with the code MAINSTREET, M A I N S T. Keep betting and keep earning every month after that with up to 3% cash back rewards on all your betting volume. Best of all, earn cash commission on your referral bets with Zen Sports Referral Rewards Program. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem, call 1 800 889 9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet.
5: The a dragon here! I saw it! What like, no they, they
2: don't! There's no such thing as dragons! I swear, I saw it! It had a huge claws. Get out of here! It had eyes as big as the moon! Come on, I'll
5: show you! Wait up! <gasps> See that? We're almost there! Whoa!
6: I told you though. So. That is a dragon!
0: got that radio voice.
1: I do. It's a good you sound. I right. yeah. yeah. radio,
7: too. <laughs> well. As do we. <laughs> and then here's the other thing. You guys, you're spot on with the name. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. So, a-
0: And we reach every Main Street in Middle Tennessee, yeah,
7: That's it. So Perfect. when you're on Main Street and you are moving. you got to love it. Like you're moving. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone.
5: When you're on the go, you deserve service that's fast, friendly, and clean. You know what else you deserve? All the perks to go with it. At Fast Stop Markets, you can have both. Give yourself an upgrade. Enroll in Fast Stop Perks. Trust us. You'll be shocked at how fast the perks start rolling out. As a loyal Fast Stop customer, you'll feel like an A-list celebrity every time you walk through our doors. You can now shop and earn every time you visit our stores. Enroll in the Fast Stop Perks loyalty program and start earning points that you can spend like cash on fuel, food, and more. You can also earn great freebies, join reward clubs, and most importantly, use your points to get money off at the pump. It all happens at checkout with our friendly staff. Just be sure to use your Fast Stop Perks card or app every time you purchase. You want perks too, don't you? Enroll today and start earning the perks you deserve. Visit your local Fast Stop Markets or go to FastStopPerks.com to start earning your perks today. Fast Stop Markets keeping you moving.
0: We kick chip
1: out. And that's well, okay. You know, it's it's a few hours before kickoff. We checked off. That's true.
0: Yeah, there you go. We we, we checked out it was of the an play. an audible. Yeah, we, we, we
1: called an audible because we had a we had a better play become available. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't know about that. No, we, we
0: you know, it's, it's our job to get into the best play,
3: right?
0: <laughs> so This is definitely the best play as we are joined by Middle Tennessee State women's basketball coach Rick Ensel. Coach, welcome in.
7: Thank you. Thank you all for having
1: me. Oh, no, no, though. Thank you for joining us. Hey, tell me about the purple, the purple whistle.
7: Oh, that's uh Eric Bruton gave me that I think. Uh, that's Kim's
2: mm-hmm. husband,
7: you know, and he's he's always out uh you know, he calls WNBA and he calls uh, I think he's one of the top five college officials in the in the that, that calls. Of course he can't call for us. Of but, course. Uh, is that the way it works. But he's called at, I don't know, five or six final fours and he's just a good guy and he brings me whistles all the time and this is one of them. I think this is uh Coach Summit. Uh, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah, I believe yeah. that's what it is. Okay. Burp on it, got yeah. pay, pay on it. So yeah. I think he brought that to me.
1: I would imagine there's some interesting conversations in that household between Eric and, and Kim.
7: You know, Eric really helps us. Uh, he's, he, when he's not calling games, he calls our practices, which is really good because he's teaching our players illegal picks, uh, their timing, they're getting better timing in the lane, Uh uh, just a lot of things that he does if walking, just all kinds of things that. And I turn a, I turn a practice over to him at times and say, Hey, you know, instead of me talking to her, let's let one of the best guys in the whole business talk to you. I don't really care who gets the credit. You know that about me. <laughs> as long as we get the win, I don't care who gets credit. You, you know, it's all about the dub. That's right.
0: Well, it, it, you know, in order to get a ring that size, you got to get a lot of dubs.
5: Well, well. <laughs>
7: We've we've been very fortunate that uh, I've had a lot of great players from Shelbyville to Middle Tennessee, and I've had a lot of great coaches from Shelbyville to Middle Tennessee, and and uh,
1: some of them the same folks uh, one that. Some of them the same folks.
7: Well, they, you know, it's no need of going out and and finding <laughs> somebody when you already know you've got a good one. And of course, I've said this all along. Some of the best coaches I ever coached against were in junior high because they. They really got to improvise. They really got to put their players in the right place. They got to get the ball where it needs to go, and so you you would think some of the best coaches would be Division One basketball. and there's some great coaches in Division One basketball. but There's also some bad coaches in Division One basketball. And uh, you know the my toughest times were playing when I was in junior high, and you had to take the players you got, mm. and then you had to put them where you needed them, and right on down the line. <laughs> I've always kind funny. of.
0: Same okay. thing about officials, too, though. It's harder to call a junior high girls oh. basketball game than it is a varsity boys game or even college. Party, because yeah. you got to know every rule there is because right. you don't know what might happen in the junior high basketball Well, game. and it's like we talk about, Chris. We do a lot of Saturday, Saturday morning rec
1: ball and that kind of thing. If you call everything you see, oh, yeah. you'll oh, never yeah. get the game <laughs> you'll never Well,
7: You'll I'm, I'm, I'm at both ends of the spectrum right now because... I leave practice like I left practice uh, Monday and I went to my, uh, my granddaughters. I had two granddaughters that was playing in their first one of them, one of them in their first junior high game. And so I went to those games and had, and sit through two of those games, one at uh, four o'clock or four thirty, and one at six o'clock. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, but I j- enjoyed every bit of it because they both did pretty good. They won their games and they, they, they were really doing good, passing the ball, handling the ball. I don't think they may have scored two or four points apiece between them. But the fundamentals of the game, which is going to happen them when they get on into high school, is what they they showed me they had that. And that's I was really pleased with that.
1: You know, when you watch games like that, Rick, do you ever think, how did I do this?
7: You know, I didn't – I'll be honest with you, Maurice, and I've said this to, to a lot of people. When I first started coaching, I was coaching uh, – at Westside Elementary, in but uh, uh, in Cannon Counties between Murfreesboro and Whitby, and I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever uh, be in a Hall of Fame. You think you that you don't even think about that. You're thinking about teaching them to handle the ball, pass the ball, rebound the ball, run the floor, uh, trying to get some kind of semblance of offense in. But I'm going to tell you, those two years that I had there at Westside probably taught me as much as anywhere that I've been um, because of the, the things that we had to do and had to overcome. And it was just enjoyable. And I still, I still see – I was at the airport the other day. Uh, this guy that was loading my, our luggage up, a team's luggage, came upstairs and he played for me at Westside. He, said, he saw my name come through on the baggage, so he left the plane and came upstairs and we took a picture together.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Rick Ensel, the women's basketball coach here at Middle Tennessee State, joining us here on Main Street Sports today on the road show, fueled by Fast Stop Markets. So um, be sure and get through there. Rick, um,
7: you guys are – you bailed out on the end of practice. Or? I've got a Maurice, I'm telling you. Uh, Matt, Kim, Nina, Tom, Sam. Uh, I don't know that anybody's got a better staff than I've got, to be honest with you. Tom's been a head coach, assistant coach for me, head coach at Moorhead. Matt's been the uh, head of assistant coach at the University of Kentucky, the head coach at um, Ole Miss. Kim, his dad, used to be at Cumberland. uh, Southern Miss went to – Rick Reeves. Yeah, that's it, Rick Reeves. And uh, she's been in it her whole life. Nina Davis won a state championship at – um, Memphis Central, mm-hmm. went and got her number of retired at Baylor. We got her back in here. I, how fortunate I am to have those people around <laughs> me. Um, they know the game. They're not going to backstab you. I trust them with my own children and uh, my grandkids. So, And if you look, I've got
6: two or three grandkids
7: running around the floor down there right now. Well, we're glad they're here because that means you day. can come up here. Well, they, they come to practice. Uh, they're not a distraction. A lot of a lot of coaches want to make sure that nobody's in the gym, nothing's going on, this and that. I don't believe in that. I believe as many distractions that you've got around you while you're practicing, and you can maintain your focus. It's not on, it's, it's only going to help you in a game, and that's what kind of part of our philosophy. Makes
0: sense. Makes it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Coach Rick Ensel here again, joining us and, and getting ready for the bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis. Uh, they're going to be fighting for something that we don't even know where it is. It's pretty cool. I uh, have <laughs> no idea, but this is a loaded, loaded bracket and a great test for your team right off the, the jump.
7: Well, we're pretty excited about it. Uh, we, we don't, one of the things that we make a decision on when we're going to play Thanksgiving and, and, We've done that since I've been here. We want to make sure that we play some of the best competition in the country. Uh, we're, not, we're not looking for wins. We want to get wins, but we're looking for competition. And by winning some of these games, or even winning that tournament, it's not going to do anything but help us get a good seed and in the NCAA tournament, or help us get an at-large bid in the in the NCAA tournament. We can't wait till February. And get that, and, and 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 get a bid in the NCAA tournament. We got to do it from game one. If you look, we play Memphis right off the bat, and then we got Princeton. Uh, we got uh, Florida A&M, and then we got Princeton, and then we go to the the tournament in um, in uh, the Bahamas, and we come back, and we've got Tennessee Tech, which is a big rival game uh, from way back, and then you've got Belmont, and then we got Houston, and we got Tennessee. Um, Stephen F. Austin, Northern Kentucky's picked to win their league. So, you know we're, we've uh, our, our schedule's pretty tough. And if we have some success with this schedule, then when we get ready to go into conference play, we're going to have a chance to get in that large bid if we hold serve. That Tennessee game,
1: which is being played down at Huntsville, um, i would imagine that's a pretty pretty special matchup.
7: Well. You know, Kelly and me go back a long way. Her dad, a super guy, Ken, uh, he passed away. Super family, just a super family, to be honest with you. Uh, But Kelly played AAU ball for me, played Shell Sports Shop. Uh, She was one of my guards on that same team, was Paige Redmond. Paige went to Vanderbilt as a point guard. Kelly went to Tennessee as a point guard. Not too bad a team. Of course, you got Consuelo Spire sitting in the back and went to Auburn still not too bad a team you know but um uh she, no telling how many nights that she spent at my house uh because she'd have to spend a weekend there her and Paige would have their own room in our house and they ate with us and we played ball the whole weekend and we go to these national tournaments so when she got you know she got the job first I think at uh Western Carolina maybe and mm-hmm. then Maybe went to NC State and then at one time at Missouri State. In Missouri State, I think back to Tennessee. Been a success wherever she's been. Uh, very knowledgeable. One of Pat's very very loyal players that Pat put a lot of a lot into. Mm-hmm. It's probably as close to being a Pat Summit as anybody out there to be honest. We're doing a great job at Tennessee. And the reason we hadn't played earlier, Pat played us for a year when she was when she was leaving. The reason we hadn't played. Tennessee earlier is because a lot of those schools in the SEC their schedule is set two and three years out, so they got to get through all those commitments before they can really start doing their own. And when John, which is Kelly's husband, he did he does most of the scheduling. Him and Matt are good friends, and they were talking at the Final Four and said, "Hey, let's play." And they said, "Okay." And not only did we get we opened up at um, at the tournament site, but we also have signed a four-year deal. With a chance it to roll over, so I'd say that we'll be playing the next uh, seven or eight years. I won't be at all of them, but uh, you know the uh, Middle Tennessee <laughs> State will be there.
2: We, I not might not. be. I you might, might be we, at all
7: of them, no. but I won't be there on the sidelines.
0: Oh, okay, so are we breaking some news? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm.
7: You know, i Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm Dr. say Dr. we Mc... loosely. Yeah. yeah. Doctor McPhee and Chris, uh, you know they that they. they done such a great job with me, worked with me hand in hand. I don't know that I could have had any better people than them. They allow us to run our program. Any time that I've ever went to Christmas, Arrow wrote to Sydney McPhee and said, we need to do this for our program, Middle Tennessee State, Lady Raiders, they've stepped up financially and they've, they've done that for me. And so I don't know if anybody could have had any better bosses than what I've got with those two. And then Diane Turner, my senior women's administrator, goes with us to nearly every game. And Dr. McPhee, believe it or not, Miss Liz and him go to a lot of our games, and they don't miss a tournament game. And, you know, some schools don't even see their president. Their players never meet the president until maybe they're given their diploma at the end of the four years. Our kids are over at Dr. McPhee and Miss Liz's house all the time for Thanksgiving dinner, whatever it is, you know.
1: Rick Ensel joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Rick, um, last year... You know, you you talked about building that tournament resume from the start. You went out to Vegas. Um, I think you lost a game out there, and then you won a game out there, and that put you guys on
7: one two a, games. One one, one yeah. two games. Oh. Yeah, we beat uh, we beat uh, Texas Tech. No, Texas Tech beat us. Okay, I can't remember Southern Illinois, is maybe a, that we beat out there. Uh, at, even,
1: at any rate coming yeah. out of Thanksgiving you guys went on a significant run and it put you in pretty good shape being Be into the NCAAs. Yeah, beat yeah. Louisville here. Yeah, I think you were here that day. I was here. Yeah. The, yeah, um not that I had anything to do with
7: it, but you know, <laughs> um, No, okay. Yeah, no, I not, you're no. you've been a long-time friend of mine for many 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 years
0: maybe 25 or 30
7: years not breaking news on that uh, uh, not breaking news with that i i have i take comfort seriously in the i take a lot of comfort when i see you and your wife sitting in in the gym uh with us and watching this play that tells me that that you not only talk about our program but you respect our program and you respect my coaching staff and myself and that you don't know how much, it, how good that makes me feel.
1: Well, I appreciate
7: that. Um, and we were also sitting at home watching the, um, the Colorado game. Oh God, <laughs> what about that? I mean, they, they averaged four threes a night and we watched every game they played last year. They had 11 threes in the first half and we're guarding the heck out of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all over them and they're still knocking down threes. And just one of those nights, they had a good team though. Well coached, uh, We knew they had a good team they're very aggressive big they just kind of took us out of a game not, not many people have done that how does that game motivate this team every day every day we talk about colorado every single day um we talk about how aggressive they were we talk about getting stronger how they pushed us around how they rebounded over us And that's one of the things that motivates us right now. we got a good basketball team this year. Maybe one of the best teams that I've ever been associated with since I've been coaching. You said that last year. That was a great team. (laughs) 28 and what, 28 and four or something Mm -hmm. like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if, if your teams are only getting better at this point, Coach, you might be around for eight
7: years. They may not let oh, you. Well, leave, no, right. <laughs> they, they,
0: they may not
7: You're, let you. Leave. I might be around coaching my granddaughters or something happen. Yeah. Kyle tournament, Shelbyville or something like that, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, no, I won't. Uh, I won't be eight years. They, 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 they need young blood, and it's a young, it's a young blood well, game right now.
0: There's plenty of options down on the court. But, <laughs> oh yeah.
7: Yeah. So That's goes. great.
0: Oh, coach, it's a it, you know obviously you you guys play a tough schedule and and we we asked Nick about this earlier, but the the conference has drastically changed. Oh God! Uh, so we don't we don't know what to expect. <laughs> to be say, honest, how, with how do you get prepared for that? We don't we
7: don't we really have not had time to to really look at the other teams in our conference. Now we'll. Probably what we'll start doing, I'll assign one of my coaches. Now that the NCAA's passed a rule where you can have two more coaches and uh, they can't go out and recruit, but they can be on-floor coaches. They can break film down, things like that. What we'll probably do is assign one of those guys to start in on our conference schedule and give us an idea of what's going on all the way through November and December. That's how you get what you've gotten out of this
1: program, preparation, um, Rick Ensel, longtime women's basketball coach here at Middle Tennessee State, joining us here on Main Street Sports today on the road show. On the road. Fueled by fast-stop markets.
7: We hope that y'all bring us good luck today. Well.
1: Um,
7: well, well. About that.
1: Yeah. He's a Jacksonville state right? Well. You know. Yeah.
7: I won't hold it against you. Yeah. Well, um
0: yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot to wear my helmet.
7: Oh yeah, there you yeah, go, Heather. Yeah. 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 Um so you're a Mental Tennessee graduate. Oh
6: though.
1: without
7: question. That's right.
1: Without they got the yeah. ring to prove it. Yeah. yeah. So you'll be in your suite here in
7: a couple of hours. Absolutely, months, and you're, you're welcome. We, we good we food. May, we we may swing through. Yeah, we need to. We, <laughs> we need swing to. Through. Coach, we appreciate it. I that. even got a couple of Jacksonville State people that called in here and said, Hey, can we come by your suite? And I said, Yeah. As long as you're not wearing red
0: I have to put my jacket on if I have we don't to like, I go up there. We don't like
7: red on this campus. No, I dare that right any, now.
0: Any shade of it.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's
4: a lot
0: not of
1: it. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, Let's get that out of here. Rick, we appreciate it as always. And um look forward to visiting with you again, both here and in the Suites.
7: Well, thank y'all. Thank y'all for having us and thank y'all for coming up and uh you know, come to our games. You know how to you know, get in touch with me. I'll I'll treat you to so many different ways you have to like one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there we go. Rick Ensel, oh. women's basketball coach at Middle Tennessee State. When we come back
0: What Gosh. are we doing when we come back? It's time. It's our final segment before Wild and Wacky, so we gotta no, talk about
3: Go ahead.
0: This one right here. Uh-oh. See this one right here. Right, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Stick around.
2: How you
0: Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions.
5: And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients.
0: Call 615-274-8698 today. Sports today road show fueled by fast stop markets. We are presented by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint. We are in the Lee Company studio. Glad to have all of you guys with us here as Jacksonville State takes on Middle Tennessee State. And boy, are we excited! It's going to be a really, a really fun football game tonight because, well, it's the first college football game I will have seen Mo since I guess JSU played at Tennessee State. I've hmm. not i not seen one since then. I know you were here last year for. I was somebody. here for middle. Was it middle and TSU? Might have been. I think it was.
3: But,
0: uh, so I mean, we don't get a chance to see a lot of college football. One, I don't because I'm working. You don't because you're working typically. Yeah, I'm
1: working and I'm recovering
0: because uh, usually my Friday nights are so late that I don't really. Yeah, this is feel like. Yeah. If nothing else, midweek or hashtag weekday CUSA is good for us <laughs> because we get a chance to see some of this some, some of this stuff and I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight but speaking of Jacksonville State in its first year of FBS play coming mm-hmm. up from FCS and had to pay a $5,000 buy-in.
1: Timing is everything. In
0: order to do that mm-hmm. and in fact timing is everything because some things have changed <laughs> and The transitioning application fee, not even like, just to to apply. Just to apply, which
1: you may or you may not get accepted.
0: It's kind of like an apartment, right? Or or college. (laughs) Or college. You you pay that application fee, not $5,000 anymore, no. Five million dollars. Five million dollars. (laughs) So, as I
1: said off air, an additional set of zeros.
0: Yeah, a whole set of three. Just add copy paste <laughs> so zero 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 comma uh, two zero commas zero, yeah yeah two commas There's two commas now and that's wild that is wild. um that, that will certainly it's going make some folks think it it, it will make you think At one institution in particular just northwestern here so mm. yeah mm. who's been considering mm a move recently don't know that that's they'll be
1: considering it a bit harder gonna happen at this
0: point um but they also have now eliminated the attendance requirements Mm. well
1: i guess if they have five million to get in you give us five million we don't care how many you draw
0: so there's that where does that money go to the ncaa that's a great question i guess five grand wasn't cutting it inflation man mm. you thought inflation was bad at the grocery store try being an fcs football program in this economy <laughs> uh. don't forget that on your head Oh yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll turn real quick and it'll be gone oh man uh, i should probably take it off. in in addition i tried to it's keep been it up here long on, long it, enough. yeah uh in addition to that um All FBS programs are required to provide 90% of the total number of allowable scholarships over a two-year rolling period across 16 sports, including football, which means that, like, Jacksonville State last year went ahead and went up to, like, 75 scholarships, which rendered them ineligible ineligible for the FCS playoffs or the ASUN championship, despite creating a trophy for themselves. Uh,
1: The people's champs.
0: Huh? Well, that's why I said, you know, if they win the they're they're ineligible for the conference USA championship this year, but if they were to win it, print the T shirts and, <laughs> and build the trophy is all I'm saying. So so they'll they'll be doing that as well. Uh and it cannot be less than six million dollars annually. Now that's gonna go into effect twenty twenty seven. Man. This is interesting. If you're going to go FBS, you better be ready to go all in and fund your teams. We're we're not here to play. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the $5 million buy-in
1: is again, that's going to make a lot of folks think. And then the scholarship money on top of that, that's it's quite a hefty financial
0: commitment. It is in fact. Um Hourback tweeting that Nicole Hourback of the of Athletic of the Athletic is it? She was with somebody else recently too. So I was she I, she was writing for somebody else. Um, NBC Sports, that's what it was. <laughs> um, the Football Bowl division Bowl. Oh wait a division. minute. Oh, she writes for
1: both, according yeah. to her.
0: Uh, oversight committee introduced legislation into uh, into the pilot legislative process to prohibit during a football prospective student-athletes unofficial visits, institutional involvement in arranging photographs or for photographing the prospective student-athlete and those accompanying him are uh, it's prohibited at this point. This would not, this doesn't mean that you can't take a selfie or your mom can't take a picture. What it means is that the The university cannot arrange for you to be, to put on a uniform and do all of that noise.
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, you taking a selfie, what are you taking a selfie in? You can't take a, so they can't provide you a uniform for those pictures, is kind of what I took from it.
0: They they can't do anything to help. To facilitate. Yes. Mm-hmm. They cannot facilitate any photographs or, or any type of arranging photographing of the student-athlete. Mm-hmm. Only on unofficial visits. Official visits, you can still do it. Right,
2: right.
0: Okay. Uh, Matt, Matt Brown says that people are making fun of it, but the idea didn't come out of thin air. Coaches and recruiting staffers hate doing these photo shoots and have complained about the administrative strain that comes from them. I can imagine. Especially for, again... Unofficial visits.
1: Here's a tweet from Nicole that you missed. The NCAA has voted to eliminate the annual limit on initial counters in FBS so you can replace as many scholarships as you lose, up to 85 scholarships. So no more, you know, capping at 25 or whatever, I guess.
0: I, that's that's interesting. That may be the most, the, the most important that's, thing of this because, again, the transfer portal and whatnot, this might help alleviate some issues in the transfer portal, but it also may further um, the issues with high school recruits.
1: Well, <clears throat> what else it's going to do is those guys that are disinvited
0: to return –
1: that number may go up
0: too. That's true. Um, I wonder. I, I wonder what that does to their transfer.
1: Mm.
2: Like if
0: they transfer, does that count against them?
1: Good question. But as someone tweeted, this will have unintended consequences when the big coach orders a code red. I mean, when suddenly 40 guys are gone, like Dion. like Dion last year. I mean, I don't know how many kids he could sign, but if he gets rid of 40 scholarship guys, and he can sign 40 scholarship guys, I guess, to get back up to 85. Oof. Um,
0: yeah. New transfer window as well. 30-day window beginning the Monday after Selection Sunday for athletes on teams that compete in the college football playoff. There's an additional five-day window in January and a 15-day window in April for everybody. In men's and women's basketball, the transfer window will be open for 45 days starting the Monday after Selection Sunday. A
2: rough so roughly six weeks. There's a lot
0: that we don't have time to get into mm-hmm. today. But also... Penalties for betting on sports but not their own team have been – or they're reexamining. The draft concepts under the rule include, on first offense, eliminate penalties that result in a student-athlete being withheld from competition regardless of the dollar value of the wagers, including, place, including bets placed on other sports at a student-athlete school and require education on sports wagering rules and prevention. Second offense, potentially involve withholding penalties – Depending on the dollar value and on the third offense, uh, they would lose a full season of
3: eligibility.
0: Hmm. Clearly, folks think that it's a little harsh.
5: So,
0: come on in. Have a seat. All right. MTSU.
2: We, we are. We are. We are, so we are just in mid-segment. Just come on. on in.
0: Listen, we're, we're here. We're,
1: hey, we're happy. We'll, we're, Actually, this might we be a been, good time. For you, I like what are your shirts. oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> this this might be, yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah, I understand. Um, this might be a good time to get Middle Tennessee State Athletics Director Chris Masaro on the Main Street Sports Today Road Show. Fueled by fast stock markets.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, Mo. Um, are we close? What? Oh, my, my, my issue is that uh, my phone mm-hmm. is dying. Oh. Oh, and okay. so I can't add that second camera. Well, here, do you want my Fellow core? Uh, we can certainly do it. Yeah, here. We, you want we, me to move? We need to see Chris's smiling face. We do need to see Chris's smiling face. And again, Chris Masara, the athletics director here at MTSU, joining us on Main Street Sports Day. Uh, you know, Chris, this this is a good segment for you to be. In. That's great. Because we are talking about all of the new. Uh, proposed rule changes to uh, that the NCAA is, I guess, considering.
1: Today. Right, for, for Division One. Right. Um, the initial counters number being removed for FBS. Is that something? Are you familiar with that? Are you aware of that? I am. What are your thoughts?
8: I, I think it's probably a good thing. Uh, you worry about, cause it's still going to be capped at 85, mm-hmm. you know, but what you do worry about, and I, I'm not a proponent of this is a total clear out like what happened at Colorado. Uh, cause that, that opens up that opportunity, but it also frees up a coach or an institution that's had a coaching change to be able to, to adapt quicker, you know, and, and those kind of things. So uh, I, I think that's, that's going to be more rare. What, what happened at Colorado and, and because you, also you got to consider the, the, the dynamic personality of Dion Sanders, who I think's got the best soundbite in sports since Muhammad Ali, you know, and, and uh, he's really good at that. And, and so uh, I don't, I don't think it'll hurt. I, I think it'll be better for the whole enterprise because it is hard sometimes to be limited to, 25 or 23 when your needs are bigger and and it's better for your team to have 80 scholarships instead of 65, you know, and then Mm -hmm. guys are maybe playing when they shouldn't be playing and that kind of thing.
1: And also, Chris, you know, with the advent of the transfer portal, we've heard that it has kind of suppressed high school seniors being able to move on. Does this maybe help?
7: with that a I don't,
1: little
8: bit i wish it would maurice i'd love to be able to sit here and tell you
1: i think it will
8: I, I don't i don't think it will i think it'll i i think that most people agree that the older your football team is the better chance you have for success so people are looking for that balance between that young and old and and do you take a, a younger talented guy that and maybe he spends two years in conference usa as a, as a high school person and then moves moves on to a to a higher paying league so to speak so uh, so all that's going to be it is all part of the evolution i think and i don't think this will impact that i don't think that uh, yeah. don't think the, the, the it'll still be at 85 scholarships and i don't i don't think it'll open the door for more high school freshmen
0: that's unfortunate because we have seen a lot of, you know, obviously our business is a lot of high school, and we we have seen a lot of kids who we felt like could play at the next level have to go to prep school or yeah. some other avenue to to get to, you know, to get to the college yeah. football ring.
8: I think what football will turn a lot into is maybe more like the baseball orientation. Like uh, it used to be an old saying, in football well, he's in junior college for a reason, you know, it's behavioral, it's academic, it's Mm -hmm. there, there's some sort of reason for it in baseball. You don't have that expression. I mean, it's just sort of like, Hey, that was an opportunity for him to play every day rather than come sit behind the shortstop at middle Tennessee. He could be at Walter state and play every day. Uh, so getting those reps in and I think football will evolve into that. Uh, the, and you're starting to see it. Our coaches believe that the, the two places where you get the most value right now are junior college and high schools because because of what we talked about.
1: Okay. Well, then that said then, Chris, you know, Tennessee junior colleges don't sponsor football. Do you see an opportunity perhaps there? Well, that's I, interesting. I know I'm asking you to speak way out yeah. of school now, but yeah. I mean,
8: got my own problems, but yeah. Uh, it <laughs> without could, it without could. a sign in football. To yeah, Tennessee it could. I, I mean that there are some states that are pretty famous for their junior colleges. You know, once a border state with Mississippi mm-hmm. and, you know, Kansas and Texas and California all have good systems uh, for football. So you might see a little bit of growth at the junior college level uh, if this thing evolves that way. I think that's several years out, but it
0: could. It would be cool to see, you know, coming from Alabama, where there are no JUCO football teams, but you would think Alabama would have JUCO football teams. Right. You know, yeah. as 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 crazy as it sounds, and Tennessee too. There's, right.
8: there's really, when you think about it, there's not a whole lot of junior college in the South. I mean, separate. Iowa's got another, That's another state I left out. They've mm-hmm. got a good system. Got
0: a ton. Yeah, but, but yeah,
8: there's it's, not it's a whole unusual. lot in the South. Yeah.
0: So it very well could. You know, obviously prep schools have have really made South Carolina has a very good prep school system. Uh, obviously, the Tennessee Valley Prep School in in Huntsville has you know has had some success as well as others. But it just it just seems wild to me that that this is where we're at, and yet
8: you can probably get that accomplished through prep schools as well. You know, in football it's it's such a different sport because the maturity and the physical. Nature of it, like mm-hmm. a, in baseball, if you can hit a baseball, you can hit a baseball. That's right. You know, in football, right. there, there's that that physicality of the sport that it, it matters, and so uh, so maybe that extra year to give, uh, like a coach Stockstill or, or a coach Rodriguez at Jacksonville State to to, to per, further evaluate somebody uh, that might be helpful at a prep school too. So I can see both those getting a lot more players, junior colleges and prep
1: schools. Chris Massaro, Athletics Director here at Middle Tennessee State, joining us on Main Street Sports today and the Roadshow, fueled by Fast Stop Markets. Uh, Chris, we were able to get you on during the MTSU Football Media Day. Right. Now now a couple of months ago, if you can believe that. But, you know, we talked about the hashtag Weekday USA sched, uh, CUSA schedule. Right. First game tonight, obviously, you guys getting ready to play Jack State. Uh, what's the buzz been like in the community leading up to this set of midweek games? You've got, what, three of them at home, I guess?
8: we got two at home. We've got one this tonight, and mm-hmm. then we've got one next Tuesday versus La Tech. And we really started it last week. We played Thursday at, at Western Kentucky. So we will be Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. So we lose a day each week for the next three weeks, which is going to make it hard on our football team. Uh, I, I think the buzz is different. I, I'm curious to see that historically, when we did this and when we were in the Sun Belt Conference, we had really good student attendance and and people that were closer to the stadium uh, really enjoyed that. So so students that work on the weekends and and those kind of things is great. Today will be a little bit harder. It's it's fall vacation in Rutherford County, so a lot of our fans are at the beach and enjoying themselves. Uh, it's a little later kickoff. It's seven o'clock kickoff, so you worry about that. Mm-hmm. The good thing is that there's no school tomorrow, so you can bring a child and not worry about school. So, so we'll see. Uh, when we did these in the past, we did a lot better in the student areas and in those kind of areas, and our, our west side, our, our our season ticket holder side would have more no shows, and so that that was kind of the trade off on that. So it's different. We all got to get used to it. I I mean I'm walking around today a little off kilter because we're about four hours before kickoff and and it's like it's also a work day, so I'm trying to do this and that, and so I, I know imagine how fans feel. So. Uh, you should have we'll,
0: seen us too. We, we, yeah, you know, it's it's been crazy. It
8: is different. It feels yeah. like a basketball game. A lot of times we play yeah. those weeknight games, mm-hmm. and, and so um, and I, I think we'll get better at it. Next week we're having Faith and Family Night to really target the churches. Today is like a celebration of excellence to, for youth sports and those kind of things to try to target. So I think that as we grow into this, our targeting will be a lot better as well.
0: Looking forward to, to, to seeing how this evolves. And and obviously you're gonna learn a lot this year. Next year you'll you'll know a yeah. little bit more about how to make it work. And so hopefully that'll help. Yeah,
8: and Coach future. Stock's talked about it. I mean, where we from his point of view, like the preparation of the football team, because he'll have he'll be on six days prep for three straight weeks. You know, that's not normal. And then at the end I think we've got like seventeen or eighteen days that we'll We'll have off, and so it's like a, it's almost like then the last four games will be like getting ready for a bowl game. A
0: whole new season because you'll get
8: everybody healthy. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But how rusty will you be? How how do you maintain that? You know, and then get guys back that have been banged up and and those kind of things. So right now, if we can just kind of manage these next few games really well and put us in a position, uh, I think we can we can still win this conference and. You know, we got beat last week, but we got to, we got to get some dubs.
1: Well, and tonight would be a great place to start. Tonight, for, there's no better for time to start than tonight. And and it
0: would make, it would
1: make the next few days a lot easier
0: for me. Yeah. If I, I, got, I got you. I got you. But I promise I'm not going to talk too much trash. They're
8: going to bring the, 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 they're bringing a, 11 buses of band members today. Listen, the, the like, marching
0: the marching Southerners so. are not to be messed with. <laughs> Alright. They are the best damn band in the land and it's no question there. So I, I, you guys are in for a treat. If if the football game isn't worth it, just listen to the band. I promise you that will be more, much more entertaining than anything else. Well,
1: I, I will say this. Yow notwithstanding, some of my favorite folks are from Jacksonville State. Greg Seitz, your counterpart down there, um, former co-worker of mine, Kara Coleman, um, some great folks from down there. So I, I try not to get too upset. When oh, these I'll be, type things I'll
8: be come really up. upset, you know, Reese.
0: Well, I, I will be upset because, again, I
1: – Yeah, I,
8: I got
0: you. <laughs> I promise I will not be trash on You know, I didn't the realize – After segment tomorrow.
8: We, we played these guys 39 times. I wow. did not realize that until Mark always pointed that out. It's a great, rivalry. it's a good rivalry, and I'm glad that we're in the same league and, and it's exciting. Uh, so, as I learned more about them, like last year, I, I didn't know that they had such a huge band, you know, until they joined our league. And it's like, oh, that'll be great. And I'm excited they're here.
1: Well, and, it adds
8: to the atmosphere.
1: And it's cool to have a rivalry like that. It's close. That's, it's so. I mean, especially in this era where Genre, geographics don't, don't mean. mean anything. Yeah.
0: And and then you've got you know Very Huntsville, so. Huntsville with the the basketball tournament. You it it's kind of the halfway point. You really hope that you'll see a great atmosphere with Middle fans and Jacksonville State fans at the Von Braun Center. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and I, I'm telling you, the Conference USA lost some really co- good members. It did, but the members. that that it brought in sam houston and jacksonville uh, obviously liberty it's going to be a good league
8: it is a good league and we're going to see tonight i I mean that you look at these guys and they can play football and rich rodriguez can coach football and and so uh it's going to be a challenge for everybody i'm excited and we touched on it like to me as we rebuilt conference usa and I know it was a big thing with Dr. McPhee as well, is to is let's let's try to localize ourselves. We we were spread from our perspective, spread a little thin in the old Conference USA, and that's what made Jacksonville State so attractive is is their proximity plus their success, and that's why we're excited to welcome Kennesaw State next year as well. So so yeah. we, we, welcome
0: we've, welcome is a word that I'll let you use in that sense.
8: All right. You All want to right, talk
0: well, about rivals. I, we no, don't have that over.
8: kind of history, but, yeah. but uh, <laughs> You know, and that's rocks. another fan base that can maybe make their way over to Huntsville for the basketball tournament. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, and like and any
1: excuse to go to the Atlanta area, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly.
8: So, so we'll enjoy it down there and and uh, uh, ideally, have the Owls in the football league.
1: Football will play down there when the
0: Braves are in town, right? That would be ideal. Get like like World
8: way. Series time, it wouldn't be bad that's to do like a weeknight game. Have a matinee playoff game or something, then go to the game that night.
2: I'm just gonna tag along with you. That'd be pretty you. nice. <laughs> now
8: that I'm thinking about it, I, we need to call the commissioner and get that <laughs> scheduled right. Yep, you
2: absolutely. Sure we need to get that game.
8: thing scheduled right. Yeah. We might play down there twice. We but, might play down there, uh, there every year.
2: Say, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we don't
8: need it in Murfreesboro. Maurice wants to do. He wants to combine come, the Braves. Yep, and, and we'll go down there and
0: do the show. Just yeah. like this. Yep. every every, <laughs> every time. Uh, Chris Massaro, athletics Drinker, NTSU. Thanks for. Taking Taking time with us. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. Enjoy. Good luck tonight. Thanks. You're gonna need it.
8: We really appreciate y'all being here and, and it's gonna be fun. Uh the, I, I think that our guys uh they they realize the, the enormity to try to get a win here. Let's level ourselves out in conference play and, and I think Jacksonville State's got a point to prove mm-hmm. you know that they belong. So so it's gonna Especially be a great game. since
0: we're underdogs tonight
8: so so if you don't have your tickets yet this, you heard it the band's going to be great i love yes. our band of blue and and so you're going to see a great atmosphere you're going to see really good football games you get a chance to kind of root against rich rodriguez and and uh and and the the, the gamecocks and come on out and and see see, see some really good football you're going to and one thing about uh Jacksonville State and it's just like West Virginia and Michigan and those teams that they, they, they play offense. Yeah. And and he knows how to do that and, and what's surprising is how good their defense has been this year. Well
0: it's and, been really and good. And and these two coaches were on staff together at one at time. Yeah, Clemson under Tommy Bowden. Yeah. So this, there, there are so many great storylines tonight, and it's, I mean, it, so, not just me and Mo. Yeah. So, <laughs> so come on out. It's,
8: and, and we all thank want goodness. local. We all want local, and, and so come on out, and and yeah. it'll be a really good game, a little Tennessee versus Alabama kind of thing.
0: There we go. So let's
8: it. do it. All right, guys. Thanks all for having me on.
0: Thank you, Chris. We appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about tonight again. And it's going to be a, a fun atmosphere. Again, Middle Tennessee State a three-point favorite tonight, Mo. I, I would not doing. have
1: expected that after last week's outcomes with, you know, UA, um, I'm sorry, with Jacksonville State coming back and beating Sam Houston in overtime the way they did, and with Middle not
0: looking great in Bowling Green. So. Nick Vadiato leading MTSU, of course, at quarterback. 1168 yards seven touchdowns, four interceptions his counterpart will be Logan Smothers out of Muscle Shoals and Logan Smothers took over for Zion Webb thank God uh, <laughs> in the second game <laughs> of this year
1: Poor Zion, I feel bad listen, for Zion and the, and the way you have Listen I love disrespected him over the course of his career over I, the course of his lengthy his career. Seventh, seventh
0: year senior Zion Webb he's he is Nick Marshall. He really is. I, I mean, he's going to hit the occasional deep ball, but he's not going to—he's not going to complete a pass between 10 and 20 yards. And you, you mean Nick Marshall, who played defensive back in the NFL, I think. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He—he's—he's—he's he's, he's got great legs. But here's the thing: Logan Smothers can run the ball just as effectively. And he was a dual-threat quarterback coming out of high school, and has a better ability to complete interme- short to intermediate passes. He's 45 of 74 in the year, 474 yards, five touchdowns, including a 90-ish yard drive to send the game into overtime last week against Sam Houston on the road, handing the Bearcats loss in overtime. So uh, this is going to be I- – I think this is going to be an offensive matchup. I mean, obviously Jacksonville State's defense <clears throat> front is ha- has been really good over the last several years, uh, but – What's that?
1: Nick Marshall is one of the top cornerbacks in the Canadian football league.
0: Great player. Great athlete. Not a very good quarterback. Zion (laughs) Webb could probably play cornerback in the Canadian football league. (laughs) That's just simple facts. Uh, I mean, this is legitimate. I mean, total yards per game. 362.6 for Jacksonville State, 361.4 for Middle. Oh, goodness. I expect this to be a lot of fun offensively. Um, JSU runs the ball a lot more effectively, almost 100 yards more per game than Middle. And I wonder if
1: the return
0: of Frank Pizant Pizant, impacts that. that. I think that's huge. Um, Look, I don't think Middle Tennessee State is a one in four. Team, I think that's a product of the schedule that they've had to play to this point. Obviously, Alabama, Missouri, and Western Kentucky, who's you know picked to be second in this league. Right. This has not been an easy schedule to start the year for for Middle. So, you know, so long as their confidence isn't isn't you know completely gone at this mm-hmm. point, I think tonight's going to be a really good football game. And and Jack and Jacksonville State's going to have to play really well, uh, you know, to be in it. I, I think, I think JSU has the talent to win this game. This is going to be a good atmosphere for for middle. I hope it is. I really think it is. And the blackout and all the things that go with that, students are still on campus, nothing better to do on a Wednesday night. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty to do after.
1: I I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been a student, but. Yeah, we'll leave I, that at that.
0: I'm I'm hope <laughs> I'm hopeful that it is. I think it will be. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, again, MTSU three point favorite. Who you got against the spread? Man,
1: I can't pick Jacksonville State. No matter how much the middle three. has struggled. No. Nah. No, I'm, I'm picking middle to win. out Well, I'm going to
0: pick, I, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go JSU, of course. Well, of course you are. And, 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 and I don't know that they win, but I think it's going to, I think it could be another overtime game. I really do. I really do. So there you go.
1: I think ESPNU would really enjoy
0: that. Oh, heck yeah, they would. ESPNU, make sure to find it on your local television provider. Find us tomorrow on Main Street Media Television at 2 o'clock. We'll be back in studio. But this has been the Main Street Sports Today Roadshow, fueled by our friends at Fast Stop Markets. Again, download the Fast Stop Perks app. Start earning rewards today. You can get up to a dollar off of gas per gallon. In this economy? In this economy, absolutely. Please and thank you. So plenty of good reasons to do it. We have also, of course, want to say thank you to Middle Tennessee State and Mark Owens, who was who huge in helping us get all of these fantastic guests who stopped by today. Uh, Looking forward to seeing Chip (laughs) next week since we uh, had to kind of check into something different. But we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, and we look forward again to another fantastic edition of Main Street Sports today, tomorrow at 2 o'clock here on Main Street Media Television. Until then, for Mo, I'm Chris. Y'all have a good one.